0: This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on
1: Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And my name is Michael Lawrence White, the first. And on Twitter, you can find me at I am Mike White.
2: <laughs> and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast.
1: me
0: no what nothing i'd say
1: whatever your uh, name is lawrence wow. yeah it is lawrence huh. i was so embarrassed by that for a long time really yeah it's, huh. it's like an old man's name it and is. i tried i tried to keep a secret for a long time and uh in like eighth grade hmm. it came out and I, <laughs> and I was so embarrassed and i don't know why it's not that big a deal
2: yeah huh it's a common yeah name. it's a good one I almost called you Michael Lawrence in the pod chat just for Michael Lawrence. S's and G's, um, but I didn't. Yeah. So that's how that's how I know I'm not the
1: guy who uh, wrote and directed School of Rock. I'm not that Mike White.
2: Ah, Mike White. He was also. I'm I'm also not Spawn from the Spawn
1: movie or Black Dynamite from Black Dynamite. (laughs) Wow. And you're not black. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for the most part, yeah.
2: You are pretty dynamite, though. Oh. I'm so sorry. Okay, guys. So (laughs) let's-
1: Dynamite!
2: Dynamite! So this is a potpourri episode. (laughs) Um, we're, uh, basically, we recorded our Adam Sandler, uh, Summer Sandler Part 2 episode, and we did a potpourri segment for it, but when I was editing it, I noticed that we went a little long with Sandler, so what I'm doing is we're putting the potpourri segment that we talked about there, right here in this episode and then we're going to record some extra potpourri to fill out the episode so right now uh let's just get to uh the potpourri from the summer of sandler episode is that good with you guys yep sounds good cool
0: So now we come to the point of the show where we can talk about anything we're into, anything we've seen lately, news we're looking forward to, um, stuff that's coming up, anything, as long as it smells good, it is the Obsessive Viewer Potpourri. So, uh, Mike, what do you have for mm. Potpourri?
1: Well, uh, I don't know how in-depth deep in, de- in depth we want to get into this one, because I think we can take a while on this, but mm. uh, would you guys care to talk about Dawn of the Planet of the Apes?
2: Absolutely. Mm.
1: Oh, uh, okay oh,
0: uh. <laughs> I'm sorry oh cut oh. that out oh, <laughs> cut that out
2: uh, you really meant far yes. sound effects for that one didn't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, no that that was great uh, yeah let's talk about Dawn of the Planet of the Aes so the Apes. This episode comes
1: out, uh, Matt, you might not have a whole lot to say, or maybe you will, but uh, this episode comes out after the release of your Planet of the Apes retrospective review series.
2: franchise review, which you can find the link to on the show notes and on the lyrics page of this sound file.
1: (laughs) So people know exactly how you feel about it. You loved it. Yes. Um, Where would you rank it on the 2014 scale so far? Oh, and again, no pressure
2: in terms of movies that have been released in 2014 or movies that I've seen in 2014, movies
1: that have been released in 2014.
2: Um, I'd have to consult my list, which is vastly out of date right now, but I would say it's maybe a notch below, uh, days of future past for me. Uh, Okay, it's somewhere, it's somewhere in the vicinity of days of future past and winter soldier. Okay. Um I absolutely it's up that high. yeah I absolutely loved this movie. Um hands down best in the franchise for me um cuz I watched the entire franchise in preparation of seeing it and I mean just oh, holy crap I mean just the Rise of the Planet of the Apes did such a great job of establishing this really groundbreaking mocap and cgi style of filmmaking and andy circus was just revolutionary in that movie and then dawn of the planet of the apes just took that and expanded it like 10 20 30 fold Mm -hmm. and it became such an amazing feat of filmmaking for me and not only in the not only in the cgi and the the motion capture but also in like even just the lighting of of the um like the, the battle scenes and stuff. Oh, the war scene? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I was just washed in a glow of happiness as I watched them yeah. just attacking each other. And then like it was like there's that one sequence in particular that it's just a, a dimly lit street that's only lit by uh, street lamps. There's an orange glow throughout it, and, and you can see the firefights of the, the weapons and all that. And I'm just like... This is so great and and the atmosphere of this and the lighting is so spectacular that I can't really get enough of it. Um, yeah. and just It was it was brilliantly
1: made. Yeah. Cinematically, it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is a gorgeous film to watch from start to finish. There there is nothing about the mocap or the CGI uh, that irked me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Uh, I loved how three-dimensional the characters were. Um, I love that Caesar wasn't all good. I even love that Gary Oldman wasn't all bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't see that a lot in uh, summer movies. Right. So I I appreciated that a lot. I also like – do you guys know if this is part of a planned trilogy or if they knew – when they first started did they know there would be more than just the first one?
2: I don't know, but I know that they were leading into the se- to the sequel to this at the end of this. Obviously, there was actually well, sure. There was actually a scene shot for like that was intended to be like kind of the opener of the of the sequel. That would have ended this movie. Um but they ended up just uh I think Matt Reeves said that he cut it because it would have given away too much about the sequel, or something.
1: So they went so in- wait. They know there is going to be another one.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's um, good. But I don't That's know. If very they, good. I don't know if they went into Rise of the Planet of the Apes with that knowledge, or if they just went into Dawn with that knowledge based on the success of Rise. Gotcha. What I loved about this
1: one, uh, and and it makes me think that I hope they knew that this was coming when they made the first one is that the name Caesar for for the head ape finally pays off.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh it's actually a reference to Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Uh the main ape character is named Caesar. Oh, well there you go.
1: Never mind. See, I didn't know that. I I but it's, I'm kind of coming at this from the, you know, right, the fresh right. uh I I've only seen this reboot.
2: Absolutely. And it and it is definitely a play in in this movie it is definitely a play on the the name Caesar is definitely Julius Caesar, right? Yeah, and it's I mean he has his Brutus. Um Yeah. Which, yeah, absolutely. The whole the whole thing. Yeah, the conflict between um, amongst the apes is just felt so like I loved how this movie was from the perspective of the apes and it was almost to a fault because the humans were a little underplayed for me and I felt like they should have been built up a little bit more. But it wasn't yeah. necessarily in 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 sacrifice of any story or anything like that because it was definitely a very good mix of of storytelling throughout all of its parts. The uh, it right. was just a really well-constructed movie.
1: Now, I know that I'm going to be the standout here, but I do have a few complaints. Mm. Okay. So I'd I better get those off my okay. chest. Wait, first,
2: uh, Tiny, do you have any thoughts on it? Because we've been kind of...
0: Yeah, I, I was I was kind of curious what
1: mike was going to say because i have oh like okay that Mike's so just, yeah it on. is also my potpourri segments oh story. sorry sorry um,
2: well i mean me and you have been uh, talking uh, about it and tiny's been no
1: you're right you're right. right i know okay,
2: um, okay. Go ahead.
1: so I, I imagine people who are going to listen to this probably loved this movie and i and i have no doubt i'll see it on plenty of top of the year lists um a small nitpick Dawn and Rise are at the same time like if they're using that analogy to like the sun or the beginning of something. I wish they Dawn of the Planet of the Apes works. The title works. I'm uh-huh. just saying I wish they would have had the forethought not to name the first one Rise of the Planet of the Apes.
2: Eh, yeah. I mean they I mean, mean the same thing. Sure. True. I would I would say that that's kind of nitpicking. I mean It is nitpicking. absolutely nitpicking. Yeah. However, <laughs> I am
1: the, here's here's my actual problem okay um and, and at first glance I loved the movie it Winter Soldier is the gold standard for movies this year for me okay. it's probably going to be the best one and, and I was like yeah it's pretty good um also not as good as Snowpiercer which uh, I'll wait till you guys see it. Right. It's just just my quick potpourri on that one. Please 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 see Snowpiercer. I tweeted this the other day. You've never seen a movie like it before and in the coming years you will see a thousand movies just like it. So <laughs> see Snowpiercer. Anyway, with um Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm so glad to hear you say that there is a planned uh quill for this movie. Because this movie was kind of unnecessary, if not. Alright? The first movie uh, ended in a way where uh, you you know where it's going to go next. You know what happens next. You know the mythology. Unless there is a third one, unless they uh, show why this one mattered, this Dawn of the Planet of the Apes doesn't do much to the mythology. Hmm. Yeah. Right? But- like after this, we know it's called Planet of the Apes and it's also called Rise or Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. We know it is not the Planet of the Apes yet, right? So we know that they are going to overrun the entire planet and we can assume that an astronaut is going to come back to this planet and think that it's a it's a foreign planet and they're going to think that uh, the entire place is run by apes and we assume that going into the first movie mm-hmm. at the end of the first movie we get the beginning of that story and we can assume that is still going to happen we assume there is a war we assume that Caesar is probably in charge of the war and we assume that the apes take over and for the most part humans are gone right all mm-hmm. that happened in this movie Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is that which we assumed after the first one now it was incredibly well done. And the character building, building not just uh, showing, but the addition to the character already set up in Rise uh, of Caesar is amazing. Mm-hmm. I love what happens to Coba, and I love what happens to the apes altogether. However, in terms of building of the mythology, if there's not a third one, I would just shrug this one off story-wise. Does that make sense at all?
0: Story-wise,
1: yes. I'm with okay. you on
0: that. Um man that was really detailed awesome though good, good <laughs> job Thanks. um i was i was i think the reason why i haven't uh interjected so far that much is cuz i was really curious what you both had to say um i think i'm going to kind of fall in the middle of both of you because um with what with the point you just made i think you're correct in in the aspect of story i think it will be far less significant than we will think it is i guess but yeah. i think in the the area of development it was hugely important because it mm-hmm. it demonstrated the progression of societal assimilation, I guess, which is a ridiculous term, um, how the apes are developing a literal society, much like early humans did. And we got sure. to see really detailed and well-done examples of that in the script for this movie, I think, which is strange to say because it was freaking monkeys saying it. Um, <laughs> yeah, But... I, that's that's part of the amazing artistry of the film is that they gave such depth and, and and detail and aplomb to the to the the dialogue of the apes in this movie. It was astounding to me. That's that was my favorite part.
1: Sure. Um, and now that I know there's a third one, this movie is
0: absolutely important.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And, and yeah. And, and
0: the, you're you're right. And like I said, in the aspect of story, it was almost—I wouldn't say insignificant, but just didn't play a huge role. But I think the, the development is what's going to be the le- the legacy of this film as itself, not necessarily in the trilogy, but the film as a standalone movie. I think people are going to look back at how, you know, the conflict, uh, the moral conflict, and the the societal conflict between the yeah. apes
1: in this movie. It reminds me of The Dark Knight which is, and I've said before many times, one of my favorite movies of all time and probably mm-hmm. one of the... It's in my top three best of two thousand of the 2000s. Uh, it is fantastic. It's far and away the best movie of that trilogy. However, in the scheme of the mythology, it, it's not that necessary.
0: It stands apart from the right. franchise.
1: Totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: from a perspective franchise. I definitely mm-hmm. agree with you there. Um, and I agree with everything you guys said on the CGI. Mm-hmm. I was amazed at how sometimes the apes looked real yeah. especially the close-ups it was amazing most really. of the time, that pretty much goes without saying but
1: uh, and not I, just that but like they looked like or at least caesar looked like andy circus it did especially in the eyes
2: they were emoting, yes it was amazing they were emoting so well like mm-hmm. that scene between caesar and his uh son kind of late in the movie at yeah. the house I was just like, holy crap. Like that that it was touching. It was mm, yeah. it was it was very touching. I think it's time to
1: recognize uh for the Academy to recognize Andy Circus and his work.
2: I agree wholeheartedly. I don't
1: know that he should win. I'm sure there are going to be better performances with more to do. Sure. Uh but he needs to be recognized. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's tricky
0: though, because I feel like you have two people giving a performance in this character. Because you have Andy Circus, and then you have the whole yeah, that's freaking true. team of animators. Yeah, that's true. I mean... You're right. I, w- I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it works. I'm not an actor. I'm not an animator. But it seems like it's almost each person's giving half of a performance. Maybe you can divide up the responsibility or the credit a little differently, but...
2: Right. I but don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I- he's emoting so much, though, and he's putting, like, I. he's... The, he, there's so much energy behind Circus's performance, though, that I think that it warrants uh, Oscar consideration. And himself. so do
0: I. I feel the same way. I just think it's tricky. I think yeah. it's, right, it's right. going to cause a huge rift if he gets the nomination for it. Yeah, but yeah, I think I'm okay with the rift. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Yeah, um, I, I loved the um, another point of the movie was uh, the ca- kind of the character mirrors between the apes and the humans. Um, like you said, uh, Koba was kind of the ape. Gary Oldman, and yep. you know Caesar was like the ape. Uh, Jason Clark, uh, I forget their character names. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I that that was just a sort of a fun thing. You know, you kind of see what fails and what succeeds, and and I don't know. Again, it was just the whole development of society. It's it was something that I was so interested in. Yeah.
2: And their motivations were very clear too, and it right. was very their, strong. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a good um, one. Yeah.
0: Um, I'd probably put it, uh, to, to, um,
1: oh yeah, thank
0: you. I'd probably put it, um, probably like maybe fifth or sixth best of the the movies I've seen so far that have come out in 2014, probably somewhere. In okay.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, that's similar to me. Yeah. Cool.
0: Which I, I haven't seen a ton of those yet, so
2: I mean, right, right. know, we're just
0: barely past
2: halfway in the years. So, yeah. yeah. Cool.
1: So what about you guys? What have you guys seen? Sorry to take up so much of that time. Yeah, that was great
2: tiny you want to go
0: sure um let's see i wanted to bring up i always bring up stuff i watched and i wanted to bring up something different and uh it's something that's kind of been i've been thinking about lately it's actually news it's i don't know if you guys have been keeping up on the news about the continuation of the amazing spider-man franchise Um, yes it's it's so so weird to me and i think it's because i'm just not a businessman at all when it comes to movies well, I mean to an extent, I, I to an extent I am, but it's just like I, I don't I could never see myself making a decision based on money, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and so what's insane to me is that The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was uh, financially the least successful of all five Spider-Man movies. Wow. Right. But it still made 700 and some million dollars worldwide. Right. And so <laughs> right. It's like Sony is sitting on this amazingly valuable property. Between five movies, you're talking about like three billion dollars. Yeah, which is yeah ridiculous. That's a crap ton of money. Um, and if they don't use it, they lose it. <laughs> right. Um, if if Sony does not, I think I don't remember. I don't. Know, I don't know the specifics of the contract, but if they don't make another movie, the property reverts back to Marvel. Uh, so Sony either has to make they have to make something, or they're going to lose it. And so. I guess there's a huge rift between the studio, I use the word rift too much. <laughs> there's, there's conflict between the studio heads and the producers and the filmmakers, directors, writers, actors. It's like everybody can't even come close to getting along with each other. It's really Jeez. strange to me. Like, yeah. You'd think they would be able to figure something out. Um, yeah. It's 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 basically uh, Amazing Spider-Man three. For those who don't know, is basically sitting in limbo right now. Um, it's it is more than realistic or a real possibility that that Sony Universal will not be making Amazing
1: Spider-Man three. Uh, Which is good. I, I think it needs to sit in time out for a little bit. Yeah, and you know, and I was a fan of Amazing too. Actually, I you know I came out of it liking it, but I, I am not thrilled about the direction it's going. And when I found out that the Sinister Six might be derailed, I was thrilled. Yeah,
0: I you know I I love the idea of the property going back to Marvel because seeing freaking Spider-Man in the, like the third Avengers movie would blow my mind. Yeah, um, cool. but you know, at the same time, I hate not seeing character lines, character storylines completely fleshed out like the way they were intended to be. Mm-hmm. True, um, we would lo- all this development that we got for Peter Parker in the second Spider-Man film is just essentially out the window, right? Um, and that's, I think that that's been my favorite part of this most recent franchise i don't think we ever got anything that good in the first franchise um but i've said before how biased i am against that so that's maybe not
1: too fair but um i just i want to see how that plays out in the i wonder if they're using the fact that it is the lowest grossing as a scapegoat for not doing another one with the knowledge that the team they're using hasn't been successful yes yeah well again success is is hard and you know it's not up to us to talk about the success of a movie clearly it's made several million dollars but what i mean is critically people haven't liked these movies and i wonder if they're saying maybe there's something to that could be could be
0: yeah yeah I, i like the scapegoat theory that's right i don't think anybody involved in making it Again, be it the studio heads, anybody is particularly excited about making it.
2: Could it be right. that they're just trying to focus everything on X Men, and they feel like they're spreading the the studio spreading itself too thin by by going Spider Man a whole thing, X Men a whole thing? Because they both own the property, right? They, they I was going to say, is that the same studio? Is it Sony? No, no. I thought Fox no. had Fox. Oh crap! Yeah. I completely forgot. Oh, never mind. But
1: maybe you're confused because of that joint thing they did at the end of Amazing, yeah? Where they put the right. X Men trailer.
2: Wow, I've yeah. gone like a couple months thinking that. Holy crap! It's a mess. Um, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's also they're just getting cold feet. They don't want to. They don't want to. Maybe they they'd rather cut their losses instead of competing with Fox and um, Marvel. It is a mess,
1: and can you imagine trying to explain this to a ten-year-old yeah. who yeah. who just like wants to see his favorite superheroes? Well, I love the Avengers movies, but my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Well, sorry, little Timmy, you'll never see them in a movie together. <laughs> Why? Because money and adults are stupid.
2: <laughs> let's let's be real though. Studios don't give two sh- about kids. No, nope. no, they don't at, at all. all. You're right. Unless they're buying toys, exactly. Um. Yeah, it's
0: it's just unfortunate, you know. Yeah, I, I wish is. they could figure something out. I, I don't know. It's it's just such. I hate that it's this is all just business now. Yeah, like there's just no. It's almost like there's no artistry involved. N- no artistic, uh, capital being exchanged. It's all based money. on business and money, and it's just unfortunate. Yeah. So. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now, some of the best comic book movies are being made by independent studios and independent companies, groups. Yeah. Uh, Kick Ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yes. Uh, Snowpiercer is not really based on a comic book, but it had a comic book style. Mm-hmm. Man, you cool. guys got to see Snowpiercer.
2: Yeah, I'm going to make it a priority this week, I think. Me too, I think. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's just news. Uh, cool. Caught my eye. It's strange. So, yes.
2: Matthew. Uh, yes, I have a couple things that might run a little long, but uh, the first thing, I don't think I've mentioned it before this, but um, the Flash pilot episode. I mentioned Arrow a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm enjoying Arrow. I haven't watched any more really since, since I've talked about it. I just haven't had time. But the Flash pilot leaked online, and I stumbled upon a copy of it and so i watched it and it was really good it was uh surprisingly really good it kind of had a sam raimi uh spider-man kind of feel which i know tiny is not a big fan of Mm. but it had that kind of comic booky kind of feel and i don't obviously i'm not going to spoil it because it doesn't premiere until october but the ending i will say this at no point I, I'm not a big comic book guy. I'm, I'm trying to get into comics. And I'm, I'm really like jumping right into it. Um, but I am into comic book movies. I'm a huge fan of the Marvel cinematic universe. I really like what they're doing. Even, even little, like even the lesser ones like Iron Man two, I, I'm really enjoying what they're doing. And I have never once been that excited about the DC universe that they're, that they're trying to catch up to Marvel with. <laughs> um, Because I, like we all know, I was not a fan of Man of Steel. I don't even like David S. Goyer that much. But we hated
1: that movie. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but by the end of the Flash pilot episode, now I'm not saying that this is supposed to, that I, it made me excited for the longevity of the DC Universe. Um, Not saying that it's going to tie in with the movie universe that they're making or if it's all going like all these properties are like the TV shows Arrow and The Flash are going to join with the Justice League and they're going to have a big sprawling movie and TV epic thing. I'm not saying that, but I'm thinking that it's a possibility, possibility judging by the pilot. And it's the first time I've been excited about the DC universe at all Um And I was really, I was really interested. I was really, I was really pleased with the pilot episode. I really liked it. Um, I, the Flash is pretty cool. Um, and, uh, it's got, uh, what is that guy's name? He played JD's brother in Scrubs. Um, Tom Cavanaugh. There you go. Who, he's just a likable guy. He plays a scientist and kind of a mentor to the Flash. Um, and I just, I think he's just a good presence. Um, so I I liked it. I liked it. I'm looking forward to, I think I'm going to review every episode on the website when it premieres in October. Mm, nice. So that should be fun. Um, other than that, I also watched um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
1: Nice. Oh,
2: which cool. have you guys watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I know tiny hasn't. I haven't. Are you guys? Uh,
1: it's been a couple of years.
2: Okay. Are you feel- And by a couple
1: years? I mean like 15 years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. I was, I was a little hesitant because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. I don't know if the comedy was really going to be my thing. But it was so goofy and weird that I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Kind of this, kind of like short vignettes marbled together or or, uh, jumbled together into into a narrative of a movie. And it was just, I mean, some of the bits were just genius. (laughs) Um, And then I was working at um, a different building, and we had it. It was under the public Wi-Fi. So I was able to waste like an hour or two, or three, at the building, <laughs> um, looking up Monty Python sketches from the Flying Circus, and I want to mention a couple of them. One being the Ministry of Silly Walks is very silly and goofy and funny. Um, it's just people walking weird, and it's a it's a it's a um a branch of the government or whatever. It's just that that's the whole bit is that it's the Ministry of Silly Walks, and this guy's. Talking to a guy who's asking for a grant to help develop his silly walk, and it's just it's so it's so goofy and funny and like a secretary comes in with coffee and she's walking really <laughs> weird and it spills everywhere and it's it's really funny. But kind of the standout uh, uh, bit, uh, the standout sketch for me was um, argu- uh, argument clinic, which. <laughs> I'll put links to all these in the show notes and everything. But this was just a brilliantly constructed sketch. This guy goes to uh, an argument clinic to buy an argument, pretty much, and it's just the wit and 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 the writing and the, the kind of turns of phrase and are the um the way it's constructed is just is just brilliant to me. And I really really liked it. So I'm looking forward to digging more into Monty Python and stuff like that. Nice,
1: very cool. Yes. I did see Spam a lot live. Yeah, how was that? Uh In Louisville. It was hilarious. Nice. It was very, very good. Very funny. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I loved uh, Life of Brian, which nice. is another running Python movie. Yeah. yeah.
2: I need to check out that and the meaning, lo- meaning of life and all that. So, nice. So, good stuff. Hey, do you like drinking? Love it. Do you like playing Dungeons & Dragons? Absolutely. Then there's a podcast for you. Really? dndui.com. That's amazing.
1: dndui.com, a podcast and webcomic about drinking ourselves under the tabletop
2: all right and now that we're back um you can almost
1: call this kind of a half a topic episode because we kind of have one focus here that we're all pretty excited about mm-hmm.
2: right and we like like we mentioned in that last potpourri segment uh me and tiny haven't watched hadn't watched Snowpiercer, and now we have so we're going to just jump in and talk about Snowpiercer and stuff uh, right.
1: What? Yeah. What knowledge did you guys have about Snowpiercer going in?
2: Nothing at all. I knew Chris Evans was in it, and <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I saw someone posted
0: a review of it from a like a legitimate website, and I was like, Snow, I haven't even heard of this. And I clicked on it, and like I read the first paragraph, and I was like, You know what? I don't want to know anything else. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, I need to see this. And we went to try to see it on Friday and we kind of got screwed. But, uh, but yeah, so we've seen it now.
1: I, I saw it in a couple of magazines. Uh, there were, there were like ads for it in Entertainment Weekly that I still read. And lots of – all kinds of good reviews. A lot of the websites that I frequent touted it as is, is pretty excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pr- really super excited going in. I remember I had to convince some of my friends that it's it's something we needed to see. I mean I'm down for any kind of sci-fi, but uh, mm-hmm. just the the accolades that it received beforehand it, it kind of made it a must-see for me.
2: Nice. Um, the funny story about seeing Snowpiercer, me and Tiny went to a theater on the south side of Indianapolis – to see it because I had looked up the times Thursday night at work and we got all the way to the theater and they were like, yeah, we don't have that movie anymore because IMDb doesn't update their show listings for, for the week for Friday until like Friday morning. And it just had Fridays under Friday on IMDb. It just had the week's stuff from Thursday. So it was gone. So we didn't get to see it.
1: You use
0: IMDb. That's yeah. a movie theater. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Shame on you.
2: I That's know. your fault. I'm gonna download Fandango as soon as I can. Or as soon as I I'll do it right now, actually. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's time. Yeah, it's you know, it's that I it ha, that doesn't happen that often, but I mean that time it did. And last weekend was
0: an awful weekend for movies. It like, was. We stood there for like a minute or two and we're like, Well, should we see something else? And then we were like, uh, Lucy, Hercules planes, fire and rescue. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Cuz I mean it's just a terrible spattering of movies for that weekend, so.
1: You know, Lucy's actually getting not horrible reviews. Uh
2: just the premise though.
0: I it, that's yeah, it's I want to see it cuz it's um cuz it's Luke Besson Luke but Besson. Luke Besson uh but
1: I don't know. I don't know. I've seen I've seen worse premises. I'm I'm I think it would be all right.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, so Snowpiercer. I ended up also another funny story. We were supposed to record last night. I'm really slab happy, guys. I have not slept today just because I I wanted to download Snowpiercer. I I, I wanted to rent it. Uh, Tiny had rented it off of Amazon Instant Video, but it has a disclaimer that if you rent an HD movie, they to avoid buffering issues and stuff, they basically have they they downgraded to standard definition throughout it, so I was like, I don't want to mess with that. So I wanted to download it on uh, or rent it from PSN, but I had to call customer service to activate my PS3 for video, whatever. And it took like three hours to download, so I didn't get to watch it yesterday, so I watched it today. That's a really long, elaborate thing. I'm sorry guys, I'm really tired. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah.
0: incredibly disappointed with Amazon instant video. Yeah. It was the first time I'd watched something on that huh. and it was I was watching it in like four eighty P for the whole movie. Even though I paid for HD, um, I've never had streaming issues streaming anything over Netflix or whatever. Uh, so I was really disappointed. It, it, it didn't distract too much, but I was just, I wanted to see this awesomely visual movie in full HD. So I was kind of disappointed with that.
1: Yeah. I got my ass out there and I watched that fing movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. You saw it in the theater, Mike? Mm hmm. You lucky dog. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was our regular, uh, Thursday night movie. Nice. And I said, we must see this movie. Mm, nice. And boy did I not regret it. Yeah. Nice. How what when what part of the movie was the first time you giggled like it was the first time you had ever seen a sci-fi movie?
0: <laughs> I would say it was the um uh when they put the oil drums together to make that tunnel. That was good. That's nice where they implemented that. I was like, holy balls, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh,
1: yeah. I'm, I might have done that uh, when the lights went out and they and they struck the match. They turned the fire on for that
2: fight scene. That yeah. was really, really that cool. That was unbelievable.
0: Um, Do you guys think we should go spoiler-free for this? Because
2: not a lot of people have probably seen it yet. Yeah, let's go spoiler-free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I was not as charmed by it as you guys were. Oh, really? I, oh, really? Now, let me say this with a caveat. Here we caveat. go. I know. <laughs> I... Did not watch this under the under great circumstances. I was very tired. I just was really weird. Uh, uh just tired, exhausted. Some some work stuff was just you know piling on. So, I, and I was just like watching it. I was trying to stay awake. The caffeine I had was going good, but or whatever, working its magic, but maybe it wasn't working quite as hard as it should have been. But anyway. I liked the movie. I, I, don't get me wrong. I thought it was a very well produced movie. The, the choreography and the only, the only thing I didn't like was that the first action scene was way too shaky cam. Like, and I'm, I don't normally notice stuff like that, but it was way, way Describe too. Describe
1: it. Which, what's, what's the action scene?
2: Um, it's when they first, the, the beginning of the revolt. Um, it was just, it was disorientingly shaky cam. Um, when they all just, just run, uh, it was right after. Uh, this was such a cool scene. Right after Chris Evans with the with the gun at the beginning, I won't say what he does with it. Um, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yep. Um, but it, like right after that, it was just like all shaky cam. Which I, in the subsequent action sequences, there was some shaky cam present and everything, but not nearly as bad as in that one sequence. Which I didn't even mind it in the rest of it because I mean they're on a train. And it, it really added to the actual, um, to the, to the ambiance of the film. But I don't know. I felt like it was such an intriguing concept. I thought that it was a really good concept and setting for a movie. Um, cause it's just, they're on a train and it's a post apocalyptic, dystopian, post apocalyptic thing about class struggles and stuff like that. But then again, it's also a post apocalyptic, dystopian, class struggle kind of movie. And that's kind of something that's, I I feel like that's that's going on all over the place. And while this was a unique and original movie, it still was burdened by that that genre.
0: I thought it was substantially deeper than that, actually. Really? I did I th- too. I thought it was uh, Go ahead, the Mike.
2: first
1: thing I'll I'm gonna let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree I agree with you uh fully, Tiny, but I'll I'll start by saying uh the best thing the best thing in its benefit was that it didn't have zombies in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know most of those post apocalyptic things right have yeah in it. sure have but go but go ahead tiny i'm sure your your comments will be a little deeper than mine. <laughs> I was gonna say that uh
0: I don't think this is a spoiler I think it was overall it was sort of like a a pretty well crafted allegory for like social control um sort of like a I'm not really sure if I know how to articulate it but um without spoiling it anyways, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of about how there's this theory that everyone needs to kind of stay in their place. And sure. there's, 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 some would call it a conspiracy theory that, you know, there are leaders around the world and there are countries around the world where there are actions that governments and people take in order to keep people in their socioeconomic place or in their... Class, if you want to call it that, it's blatant. In like India, you have the caste system or whatever, um, right. something like that. And I thought this was like an interesting allegory for that. Um, it wasn't even really veiled that deeply. I don't think.
2: Yeah. No, not at all. Maybe that's what I didn't like about it,
0: especially at the end. Again, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but it was kind of revealed at the end.
2: Kind of hit over the head pretty hard with it.
0: Yeah, but you you see the themes of it throughout before it's exposed at the end, and you're not, you can't really piece it together as you're watching it.
2: Yeah. I thought it was kind of straightforward, okay. honestly. Uh, straight- I don't know.
1: I- yeah, but I think it wore. I I feel like it wore straightforward on its sleeve. I I don't think that it meant to be so allegorical. I think that this was the story of this movie. Um, mm. you know, you can't you can't say that everything is an allegory, and especially this. But like, I don't think it tried at all to um hide the fact that it was an, an allegory, and it used that class system just as a backdrop more than. A theme,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: allegory is not the right word. I think it's more like uh, no, no, it is the right word, but but again, it's it's so blatant that that uh, I, you know I don't think it's going for for hidden allegory. Mm-hmm. Again, it's just a backdrop.
0: Yeah, or I, I would almost say maybe it's like they emphasize the subtext. Like yeah. you think it's about this, but it's actually about this. And once you look at it, it's it's kind of on the surface, like the subtext. I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a, a, a deeper movie than just a, a dystopic sci-fi movie.
1: But even then, that aside, I I, I think we're I think we all, um, Tiny, you and I agree on it. But we're kind of in different stages of that, and we kind of disagree with Matt. Even then, it's still better than most of the ones. And, oh, and I think that's kind of what we should talk about.
2: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the the film the film the the the, the choreography and the, just the the filmmaking style of the action sequences which is so so awesome like a lot of like action movies and and all kinds of genres actually they employ just really crappy slow motion effects stuff like that i mean i'm looking at you michael bay hmm. but this just utilized it in such a great way like it really helped like um carry the 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 narrative flow of the action on screen in a way that was really, really um well done.
1: Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved um well I loved Chris Evans. I mm-hmm. thought he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it it's funny to think that he was the guy from Not Another Teen movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also think it's hilarious, just or maybe not hilarious, but I definitely chuckled seeing him for the first time, how skinny everyone else was and how much he looked like Captain America.
2: <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was wearing the coat the whole time for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I didn't even pick up on that until you just said that. Wow. Um, I really liked his chemistry with, uh, is it Jamie Bell? Yes. Yeah, but it was yeah. yeah. I mean, the character the character was very archetypical to that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But I like the back and forth and stuff. I I more
0: preferred his chemistry with, chemistry with John Hurt. Um, sure, I thought those were really insightful scenes. Um, there's yeah. there's like two of them or maybe three. <laughs> um, I really appreciated that. I there, there were I love that they had their main character. They de- they chose to develop him, and you know mm-hmm. you have this this well paced action movie. But then you have these little these little scenes that are thrown in where you get this development and you kind of peel back the layers of this main character and just the way he bounced that off of John Hurt and mm-hmm. some other characters throughout the movie. I thought he just it was like the director just kind of set up a camera and let Chris Evans do his thing and it yeah I think it it, it came across. I have a
1: new appreci- appreciation for Octavia Spencer. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I thought she was particularly yeah. great and, I- that you didn't have before. Uh, you know, I always liked her before. I w- she was in a couple of things that I didn't particularly like. <laughs> you know, she was in—I uh, I guess that's not true. I loved her in Fruitvale Station. But that's anyway,
2: what I was going to
1: say she was in um, Halloween Two, and just the way she died <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way. That every time I saw her, I was like, "Oh, there's that lady with the bug eyes who was stabbed horribly." <laughs> uh, so I, I guess uh, let me let me take that back. I. Uh, appreciated octavia spencer the same as i've appreciated her for the last couple of years now
0: okay yeah okay. i've I loved her when she won her oscar for the help yeah uh which was that her skill was just reinforced by uh fruitvale Station, so yeah mm-hmm. many don't
1: burn chicken
2: <laughs> God. God,
1: like, awesome yeah Yep. Yeah. Uh and uh how about the unrecognizable Tilda Swinton? Oh, was she not perfect for this? Uh, yeah. Awesome.
2: Um, I didn't have a problem with her performance. She was awesome. Okay. The character was just a little too over the top for me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, was, I, I'm
1: surprised. I thought she was a contrast to how understated the cinematography and, and just everything, the life of the people <laughs> on the train. I thought she was a contrast to that.
2: Well, I'll, I'll say this. She, for the first half of the movie, was like she, she was kind of out of place for me. But then there's there's stuff that happens as they move forward in the train that makes it a little more a little less weird for me but it still was like kind of like okay well you know it's already too late you had half the movie that was just kind of her being kind of weird
1: it's funny that you say out of place because in the first half they're in the back of the train Mm -hmm. where she is out of place
2: that's true yeah then that maybe that's the intention and that that, that's what i got gathered from it and everything like that's what i was supposed to gather from it but it just felt like kind of weird because this there's this like kind of the, there's such an emphasis on the hardships of the the tail section, um, that they refer to themselves as, in um, the lower class people that you see this, this character is like kind of flamboyantly awkward and, and weird. I, I don't know how else to describe her. Well, she's crazy. She's, she's crazy, crazy. You're yeah. talking about people right.
0: that are trapped in a can for well, seventeen yeah. years. They're they're literally right. crazy. I mean, eh. and you're gonna be weird. Literally, I think everyone on that train was was
2: diagnosably insane. Sure, sure. In in her, the way that she, her character is, uh, um. The way her character is in in relation to Alison Pill's character later in the movie, it, that's when it kind of clicked together for me why these people are that weird Mm -hmm. um it was just that first half just left a sour taste in my mouth when i rewatch it it will probably be better for me gotcha Um,
1: okay did you i don't know i'm confused did you did you not get that she was from the front of the
2: train no i did i just thought that it was kind of like over the top because like there's such an emphasis on the lower class struggle and everything like i said and then there's like this like intimidating guys keeping like with with guns and like they're like they're taking kids and everything, and then you see this just really—I don't know how I would describe her character's mannerisms and stuff, but just quirky and and just kind of strange. I, I don't know. Something about it just kind of was weird. I thought maybe if she was from the from the front, she'd be more intimidating and and more. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it's just something that just didn't click with me and I didn't get.
0: Well, her her guards were intimidating for her, so that's... Right, right, but I mean... I don't know. To
1: each their own. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What about uh, (laughs) Alice and Pill and that scene?
2: See, that's when, like I said, that's when it clicked together. I thought that that scene was just really, really eerie and really creepy, and and that's when the kind of uh, eccentricities of Tilda Swinton's character kind of fell into place for me. Um yeah i i thought that was a really that was maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah
1: me too i hesitate to call it my favorite because it just I, I think there are more uh f- scenes that were i don't know action-packed i guess yeah <laughs> do you yeah. have that, do you guys have that, a favorite
0: scene from it i
1: i would say when the lights go out and they light the match okay yeah my, mine was the scene that takes
0: place in the sauna car Oh, yeah. Because I just loved how we were in this middle, the middle, you know, we had adrenaline jacked and, you know, we were in the middle of this tense uh, sequence and then everything just kind of just calms down and stops. They drop out the music, they drop out the dialogue and you just get these, like, characters who are just, I don't know, I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but it's it was just such an intense scene. I, I love the way it was played. I loved the way it was shot. It was awesome. That was my favorite part, yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. The 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 bad guy in that scene. Mhm. Uh another I mean I don't mean I'm not I'm not crappy on the movie and everything. I did like the movie. He was a little too supervillainy. Yeah, his
0: motivation was I agree with you on that. One. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'll give you that. It was a little cartoonish for me. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Um cartoony in a lot of ways or a uh, supervillain in a lot of ways. Cartoony, yeah. yes. Uh almost too angry and also like superhuman.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, what do you guys think? Uh, well, I mean, I just, I love the part, but again, without spoiling it, um, how they sort of set up this kind of, in the first act, they kind of set up this, this, um, archetype for the action, you know, they, they set it up one way, and they kind of flipped it, cause like, I was, you know, I was expecting like a shoot 'em up thing. Yeah. Oh, me too. That's not what we got no. in such a beautiful way and I that's one thing I loved. It, it was like a nice a nice deception almost. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you guys got that or not, but
1: Yeah, yeah. totally.
2: Yeah, I, I cuz like I said, I didn't know much about it going in, so I thought that it was going to be action heavy and it's like in terms of bullets and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: Um I thought this this was the movie that elysium wanted to be
2: yes Um, i'm
1: sure that's a good way to put it
2: i i i uh, mentally kind of compared it to what i remember of elysium because as i was watching
0: it i was i was noticing these things i was like what is what is their motivation for keeping these people Mm -hmm. basically in abject poverty and just a horrible lifestyle what is their motivation why are these people you know sacrificially You know, giving up their limbs and stuff like that. It's like, why would they do that? And we get a a freaking amazing answer at the end. That's true. We never got an Elysium. You know, they they never set it up in Elysium. And it, it was it frustrated me the whole time I was watching that movie. But this time it was frustrating me. And then they absolutely hit it out of the park at the end. So.
1: That's that I think is when I left the theater after Snowpiercer, uh, I just couldn't stop saying how satisfied I was by the whole thing. Absolutely satisfied in all aspects. Satisfied by again by the action I saw, by the direction, by the cinematography, and then by the mythology that they set up and completely paid off at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Um. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, I. Oh boy. I mean, you said mythology. I do have an issue with the very ending, um, like the Denimah.
1: Yeah, the we were uh, talking about how you couldn't understand the ending. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, um, we discussed it off mic, and we did.
0: And Matt was just tired, guys. I was very tired. Don't blame Matt. He was I'm tired.
2: S- still, might cut this. out. <laughs> this part,
1: even this part. Yeah, <laughs> us throwing you under the bus, pretty much. <laughs> uh huh. That's why you edit
2: oh yeah
1: oh yeah yeah all right so i know that's this is not like the goal or the intention of the podcast but you guys know i have to ask so i apologize uh tiny i'll start with you because we agree on this uh where would you rank this uh in terms of 2014
0: uh 2014 so far movies that have come out it's easily a top five uh yeah maybe even top three I'm yep. not sure I mean Captain America and X-Men Days of Future Past are definitely ahead of it but only right. barely to be honest right um,
1: yeah I, ke- I keep saying Winter Soldier is the, the gold standard this year for me right. mm-hmm. hmm. yeah I, I try not to think
0: about my lists until December <laughs> yeah. or January yeah. the next
1: year so <laughs> I don't know I I always do a, a mid-year list like I do a July list just to kind of see where I am to okay. cut, like I'll look back right. in December to to make that list what about you Matt
2: um this isn't a good benchmark for it but I'd put it around the same area as or maybe a little uh, same area as I Origins the Michael Pitt movie. Okay. Um which would probably be in I don't know. the 15 to 20 range. Okay. Maybe okay. Maybe a little higher, but
1: hmm. yeah.
2: That's I mean, surprising.
0: I I'm surprised. You know, I hope you get to watch it again before the end. Of the I year.
2: hope you do. Too. <laughs> I probably yeah. will. I, I I guarantee. I will. I will see this movie again. Mm-hmm. I just uh,
1: think it's your kind of movie. That's that's why I'm so shocked. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Like I just rewatched Anchorman two, so I'm I don't know what that has to do with anything.
1: Wait, you watched Anchorman two like the day before Snowpiercer? The day before?
2: Yeah, the day before. I the was like,
1: up. well, yeah. that is a that is a challenge to watch. That's a marathon to watch Anchorman 2.
2: Oh, the the second viewing is such a struggle for me. Wow. Uh, I
1: don't know that I'll ever see it again.
2: It's just the, and this is a tangent, but just the the big brawl fight. Like, at the end of it, I was like, or like right as it was starting, I was like, oh, God, just just finish it. Just be done. Yeah. So, I don't know. I fucking love that movie. Anchorman 2? I'm kidding. I was going to (laughs) say.
0: I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was okay
1: okay it might be did it come out in 2014 No, it came out around christmas didn't it right yeah. yeah yeah i think it was on my my worst 2013 list
2: oh uh, i think, it, I think, I think so too yeah. Yeah. yeah for you um yeah. yeah yeah uh tangent i guess we'll go back to Snowpiercer here in a minute i guess if you guys want to but um have you guys seen the trailer for hot Top time machine 2
1: yeah <laughs> yes
2: yeah uh my sentiments exactly mike this, Ugh. this
0: is the yeah. first time I've ever said this sentence. Uh-huh. I wish John Cusack was in it. That's exactly yeah, what I was thinking. I don't yeah, like John totally. Cusack. Me neither. Uh, I, I used to like hate him. I think he's okay now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like him in a few things, especially Hot Tub Time Machine. Right. So I, I was really missing him in that trailer.
2: Yeah, I was like... Hey, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> here we go again. We're just blown through nap time, aren't we? <laughs> um, no, I was very disappointed when i didn't see him in the trailer and i kept looking for him in the trailer
1: yeah and because they don't say it they don't mention it they don't they They do a very good job Uh, and also adam scott is supposed to be his son in the future huh so he's kind of the replacement uh and they don't mention that whatsoever
2: wow well you know adam scott they even got chavy chase back yeah (laughs) like what the hell i don't know adam scott's a good replacement though because i love that guy he's terrific yeah, but I don't
1: know <laughs> the the first one. I love the first one. I think it's an underrated uh, new comedy classic. Oh, but, it's awesome. But I don't really talk about.
2: That's one of the reasons why I'm kind of just not even so much on the fence about this one. Just not excited about this one. Is that some of the, a big part of the the um, enjoyment I got out of the first one is the time period. Um, mm-hmm. And this one, they're going to the future. It's just it seems weird. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, so Tangent. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. Yeah.
0: I'm, um... I'm curious. Have you guys seen any of uh, uh, Junho Bong's other movies, who is the writer-director of this?
1: No, I have not. I have not. Okay. I think he was kind of... He only has two others. This what? was his third movie yeah. and his first American movie.
0: Yeah, I think he kind of made a name for himself in, in uh, Korea. And I had heard of the movie Mother, which is supposed to be really good. Um, I think it's on Netflix instead. It used to be. Um, I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's really good. Um, but I mean, huh. talk about a hell of a premiere for an English speaking audience. This is
1: freaking yeah. huge. Absolutely. Huh. Well, like what, I, what I've what i said for, uh, for, this will be like my fourth time saying it in a public forum. You have never seen a movie like Snowpiercer before, and you will see a thousand just like it in the next couple of years. Mm hmm. I'm surprised. I don't know what happened. I guess it didn't have the star power, but Mm -hmm. it's reminiscent uh, with me of The Matrix and the way Matrix uh, did new things for sci-fi. I guess it doesn't do anything. didn't really do anything for direction or uh, anything in terms of filmmaking, but just the storytelling is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And we talked about last year how great 2013 was for sci-fi. 2014 is e- even better. I mean, this class has Snowpiercer in it.
2: Yeah. It was good. Gosh. <laughs> no. I, uh, I did like it, and I agree. Um, I just need to watch it again.
0: Uh, does Does it qualify as just a sci-fi movie? Because it is based on um, graphic novels. It's based That's true. On- you call it a comic book movie? Yeah, I was going to say, is it a comic book movie, hmm. or is it? I don't know i don't know either i think comic book movies are like you know the established stuff like right x-men yeah. and spider-man yeah comic
1: book characters yeah this yeah. is different. and is it even i know nothing about the comic book it's just like a, a single publication right like one graphic novel or is it an ongoing
0: i think it's ongoing actually really yeah, i want to say because we we actually saw copies of it yeah in the store we were at uh barnes and noble yeah um, killing went,
2: time because we couldn't see a movie. Yeah, that's what we did instead <laughs> um, of see a movie. We went to Hooters that's and how, then we went to Barnes and Noble. That's how bad the selection was. Yeah, with movies. We would
0: rather walk around a bookstore and not buy anything. A hell of a Friday Shut night.
2: <laughs> um,
1: hey, uh, my wife and I do that all the time. Nice.
0: Yeah, but you're married. Exactly. Yeah, that's
1: true. Good <laughs> I'm point. Sorry.
0: anyways I'm looking it up right now. Hmm. It does say Volume One on Amazon. Um. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Google. Google. Google wikipedia snowpiercer yeah.
1: so yeah it, it's it was just the graphic novel and there's a couple of volumes but they're they're mostly like sequels okay okay gotcha. so it's not an ongoing like title that it's not a monthly title
2: right oh, like gotcha. the walking dead which you can read my reviews of on obsessivebooknerd.com hey, <laughs> plug. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really, really tired. We can tell.
1: Yeah, you even have the voice.
2: I know, it's a my, my, uh, seductive <laughs> voice.
1: All right, well, let's put Snowpiercer in the past.
2: Okay, um, it was good. I agree, I liked John H- John Hurt. Um, also liked Allison Pill, also liked Chris Evans. Um, you know, also liked the snow. <laughs> Piercer was kind of cool jeez i'm so so tired
1: wow <laughs> yeah no i did you, like you want to take that one again eh, <laughs> screw it <laughs> no nope, he wants to go to sleep i'll
2: keep it um
0: yeah <sighs> i'll say it, it's shaping up to be one of my favorites of the year hands down wow. um probably top five for me depending on what the rest of the year does right uh, mm. uh man you know I, I would say the cast there's no weak link in the whole cast i thought everybody was fantastic. Um, I thought the direct the directing was uh, it it almost, I don't think it was super unique, but it definitely had a signature to it. You could definitely tell that this person is going to be able to set yeah, you know, was it June Ho Bong? I think is his name. Um, he's going to be able to set himself apart from other directors. You're going to be able to tell when you're watching one of his movies. So. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. I like you said, it's not um. <sighs> It's not incredibly original I don't think he did anything new but it's also not derivative
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and I'll, and I'll give him that I kind of to sum up um, it will absolutely be in the top 10 of the year for me uh, like I'll, I'll bump something out that I thought was good uh, later on <laughs> just to make sure that I talk about this movie when I do the post because it, it deserves to be seen by a lot of people more more movies like this should be made.
2: I yes. really, really need to watch this again. Um
0: I feel like the directing was kinda like uh Ridley Scott and Terry Gilliam had a baby.
2: That, yeah, that's not yes, bad. A little bit. I got a very yeah. distinctive um Terry Gilliam feel Like mm-hmm. Tor when they when they got higher or a less less along. sporadic Yeah Terry Gilliam. More grounded in reality. There you go. Yeah. yeah. More on the rails. <laughs> Oh right! Hey, Am I right? not tired. Not too it's tired so to make a nice pun. Well, you know, eh,
0: he likes to please. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Snowpiercer, go freaking see it. It's awesome. Yep. Please. Yeah, do. it's cool. Matt agrees. Um,
2: yes. And also, like like we said, you can get it on PSN, iTunes, Amazon. Uh, get it digitally, man. You know, rent it. It's cool. Buy it. Buy it. So what too. do you say? <laughs> what do you
1: say? We do some scented candle in the potpourri episode let's do it i don't know what that means because okay. um, <laughs> so, we're already doing oh add some potpourri to there you go Jeez. so <laughs> we'll talk
2: about <laughs> dude i'm so tired <laughs> this is a strange episode it's very strange yes um
1: Hey guys, it's Pat. And Tyler. And we are the co-hosts of the Nerd You're Looking For podcast. We're just two nerds that love talking about nerd stuff, whether it be comics, video games, movies, or TV shows. We start every episode off talking about what we're into. We talk about how we've become the nerds we are today. We go through our nerd news, all the breaking nerd news throughout the week. And we end each episode with a review or a top five of something in pulp culture that we love. It is a
0: bi-weekly podcast that posts every other Monday. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and our companion blog, thenerdspodcast.com. And we are the nerds you're looking for. Take it easy, guys. See ya.
1: So at the end of every episode, we like to do potpourri, but this whole episode is potpourri. So I guess we're calling this Scented Candle? So basically we're going to each take a turn and talk about something that we've seen or we're looking forward to seeing. Could be movies, could be TVs. Doesn't matter as long as it smells waxy, delicious, like a like a birthday cake candle. <laughs> Dude, oh. I've been so many candles you don't even know. <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys see My Idiot Brother?
2: Oh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I think um, I was drunk when I saw it.
1: Yeah. I'm having a love affair with TJ Miller. TJ
2: Miller? <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's awesome.
1: And uh that's what I was do- that's the line from our idiot brother at the end when they're making candles.
2: Okay. Yeah. Nice.
1: You have no idea how many candles I've been. You have no idea how many candles I've been. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So what are you guys into, Matt? Uh when you can
2: squeeze in the time. Yes. Squeeze in the time. Um Cause you're so tired all the time. I'm so tired all the time. Um, you know what? I think I mentioned this on the on the past in the past, uh, um, Potpourri like one or two episodes ago. But I just finished the Keystone Art Theater just finished up their Midnight Madness screenings, and if you're in the, in the Indianapolis area, they are going to have an October Midnight Madness thing. And man, these movies are so, it, it, it's such a fun thing to go to these midnight screenings because um, it's I mean there's some good crowds usually talking to the bartenders at the indie lounge at Keystone Art they say that usually it's one night is is kind of the big blowout night and then the next night is kind of kind of lower um, and they alternate because you know people tend to go to one screening I guess um, like, like the crowds tend to go to one screening it's not evenly div- divided um, anyway. So, let's see, I don't remember, forgive me so much, guys, because I don't remember which ones I talked about in the previous uh, Potpourri, but I'll just go ahead and say that uh, I'll run down the movies really, really quickly and then talk about the most recent ones. Um, they had, and they're all jumbled in here, crap. Um, <laughs> I'll start with The Room, because, I mean, I I think I already talked, yeah, we already talked about Raiders and... Uh, um, um, Back to the Future and stuff, but the room was great. Um, I think I may have talked about that. Jaws was amazing. Uh, very fun seeing that on the big screen. The just, I mean, that scene where, uh, the head floats across the screen or like, comes out of the comes out of the uh, boat, the sunken boat.
1: The shark head, by the way.
2: Was it a shark head? Oh no! You no no on no, no 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 no! You're right. I mean, you're right. You're right. Uh, the fisherman. Um, yeah, the jump scare. The jump scare yeah. at every time, yeah. and it's just it's amazing. Um, I'm
0: bummed I missed that one because I really wanted to go.
2: Yeah, sorry. No, um, I, it was my
0: chose not to. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I can't stay until three a.m. anymore. That's
2: right. You yeah. I just can't. Yeah, everyone yeah. failed on that one. Anyway, <laughs> *Silence of the Lambs* was awesome. Uh, it was. It was just. It was. It had been several, several, several years since I'd seen it, and I just forgot how thrilling it is like for some reason my perception of it or my 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 memory of it was just this kind of not lame but kind of like this long-winded movie about um uh an agent hunting a serial killer with the guidance of a more interesting serial killer that was my that was my memory of it but it's so cool it's it's such a good movie in this the the Hannibal Hannibal Lecter's big scene kind of, I think toward the middle of the movie is just so, so chilling. Nice. Um, yeah. So that, that was that, uh,
1: I think the statute of limitations is up on the spoilers there. What scene in particular are you talking about? Oh,
2: the one where he escapes and cuts off the, he cuts off a guard's face and wears it and wears it (laughs) as a disguise to get away. It's so, so awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the last two were clue and the princess bride, Clue was awesome. Tim Curry. Clue is one of the most underrated movies in the history of movies. He, it's amazing. It's such, such a fantastic. great movie. I love it. Um, again, really had to pee. Um. <laughs> It's because you get beers before the movie. I do. And that's that's, why. that's you know it's the drawback of
0: having a bar
2: at yeah, the theater. But it's such a cool place. I love it. Seriously, I can't tell you enough. Go to Keystone Art at the Fashion Mall.
0: Uh, yeah the 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 atmosphere and the ambiance trumps needing to be in the movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Princess Bride was fantastic. I hadn't seen it in a long time either. But they passed around a questionnaire or, or a uh, questionnaire thing, uh, ranking, having us rank groups of movies that they that they want for uh the october screenings and there are some that were weird like uh, like mean girls i think was on there but they had some really good ones on there though like i put like emphasis on like the original dawn of the dead and um halloween but i don't think they'll be able to get that
1: Um, (laughs) you know from experience i know from
2: experience god damn it um no but it it was just so much fun such a great theater um and like it was so cool because Princess Bride like I think there was like a little kid like kind of toward the front row who was quoting it and it was just like that's so cool I I just I, I love it <laughs> um so yeah well uh, potpourri for you guys what do you guys think tiny
0: yeah um I'm gonna bring up two movies I want to hate on one and I want to love on the other that sounded bad.
1: Um, first <laughs> no, of all. that's I don't. I think that sounded ex- exactly the way you meant it to sound. Well, thank you. <laughs>
0: uh, I recently watched uh, the movie The Counselor. I brought up Bradley Scott earlier. Have you guys seen it yet? I've heard no. nothing but negative
2: things. Yeah. Written by, don't remember. Uh, um. Uh. Wow. Uh. Car- Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, it's based on. Corm- no, I think he wrote the screenplay.
0: That's right. He did. Right. Yeah, he yeah. wrote the screenplay. Yep. Weird. Son of a bitch. I have I, you know <laughs> i d I'm gonna go I don't think I like Cormac McCarthy. Uh, really? at all. I, I read I read The Road, liked the Road. I read it on mm-hmm. Matt's recommendation because Matt right. loved that book. I,
2: I loved it okay, small tangent. I loved it for the descriptive like the prose. Okay. The prose was just some of the most beautifully descriptive and haunting and just very bleak. Writing just the way, like he basically, there's very little dialogue. It's all just descriptions of what they're seeing and what they're doing and stuff. And it's just, it's so gripping the way that he writes it. But, um, but the overall story and everything, like the the kid with his father, it was just kind of like I didn't, maybe I just didn't get it. But yeah, yeah,
0: I I didn't. I I wasn't that crazy about the novel. I thought it was okay. Oh, okay. 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 Book. Anyways, um. I, I'm <laughs> i just not sure how crazy I am about Cormac McCarthy because like uh, No Country for Old Men is probably one of my favorite movies. Nice. Uh, I don't know. I'd say it's in my top fifty easily. I don't know about top twenty. Uh, I love that movie, um, but I tried to read the book and I only got like twenty pages in. I just something about his writing. Wow. So the counselor, uh, man, talk about a sporadic movie. Um, I, I'd it was just all over the place i was i think i tweeted i was like 30 minutes into the movie had no idea what it was about
2: oh i hate that <laughs> people Ooh, were just yeah
0: kind of doing things i mean there it, it was a very graphic movie there was a lot of like yeah there really wasn't even much like nudity in it but there was like a lot of sexual tension and, and mentions of like some like graphic discussions a lot of graphic language graphically descriptive um it, but not in a good way. It just didn't really add much. Um, some of the dialogue was okay. I, I I really enjoyed, well, I sort of enjoyed um, uh, Javier Bardem. I I think he can turn even he can turn even crap into good stuff. Um, I I liked him in this, but the, man, uh, every actor was just you could just tell they were struggling so hard to make these scenes fit together, and they just didn't. Um, it's 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 a terrible movie, uh, but I give the actors a lot of credit. I give Ridley Scott basically none. I don't understand what he's doing lately. I mean, he's just made a bunch of freaking turds lately. Uh, the what, the Robin Hood movie was a joke. That was terrible. That's right. Um, geez, what else? I I tried to push a lot of them from my mind. I think, um. But this, this was just... He's like... He, I just get the did
1: feeling... You, did you not like Prometheus?
0: No, I... I
1: that a, kind of predates the podcast. That would be a good one to talk about, actually.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm I a borderline apologist of Pr- Prometheus. Hey, me too. Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. But it, it's really just out of my bias for that franchise uh, more than anything. Yeah. So, But yeah, like, gosh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like he's kind of... Adam Sandlering, right now. He, like, he has, he has (laughs) an audience and he's one of the most powerful people in Hollywood, so he's just making anything and just throwing it out there. That's what, that's what it feels like to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to hate on that movie because it was just (laughs) such a piece of crap.
2: I, that's what I've, I've heard that from a lot of places. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At least he's been producing some good stuff. I'm looking, he produced, uh, The East and he produced Killing Lincoln. Uh, well out get out of this
1: rud. What do you what yeah, do you love, Tiny? Sorry. I'm sorry. You, you <laughs> had a good one that you were gonna talk about. I did. Yeah. I wanted to talk I've, about- I've been like waiting to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh Matt mentioned it earlier. Uh uh
0: Eye Origins. We uh, was, uh I'm kidding, I
2: liked
0: it. <laughs> you son of a bee. Um <laughs> We went and saw this as the. It was actually the opening film for the Indie Film Fest. Indie spelled I N D Y. Yeah. Which is the nickname for Indianapolis. Can we can we talk about that for a second, Tiny? No, it's just about the movie. No, um, no. Let, let's talk about this. No, what happened was <laughs> it is the it was the opening movie for a film festival, and the film festival is it's like an independent company, so they don't really make money, and this was like an event. It wasn't just like watching a movie there was like a part an after party and there was actually a um A Q&A with the director he actually skyped in um mm-hmm. we didn't stay for it but uh so as a result of all that tickets for the movie were 25 dollars. 25 dollars.
2: i this was a thursday night it was for a good cause it was a thursday night yeah it was a thursday night um i'd worked that night uh yeah i'd spent money throughout the week when I this is telling more about my stuff, um, when I when I use my card to get it, like like Chase texted me and said you have seventy five cents in your account. So tiny, <laughs> how did your uh, how did your experience go buying your ticket? <laughs> oh
0: it gosh. was the, there was a table with two people, mm-hmm. and they were both selling tickets. I, the guy I walked up to. Was like, oh, you're in luck because we just had somebody come in who couldn't use their ticket, so here you go, you get a free ticket. That was really cool, yeah. <laughs> so I got in for free, <laughs> and Matt had to pay twenty five dollars. I oh. felt, I felt so bad. To be
2: fair, you did buy my concessions, though. Yeah,
0: I, I tried to, and I drove,
2: and you drove, and you mm-hmm. paid for parking. I paid, yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it was at the uh, But
2: if I had driven and if I had paid for parking, I still would have also paid for $25 for a ticket to a movie and a party that I was not able to go to. So yeah. anyway, so how was the
0: movie? I, it was an oversight on my on my part. I'm I suck. Anyways, uh this was showing at the Indianapolis Museum of Art in the just Awesome, uh, Toby Theater. So great. Um, it's, it's a, just a magnificent theater. We, we've talked about it before. And so this was the kickoff for the Indie Film Fest. Uh, I was really excited about a lot of the movies they had. Unfortunately, I didn't really get to go to any other ones because it's only yeah, a week yeah. and a half and a lot of them were showing like during the day.
2: I almost went to some of them. They had some pretty interesting, uh, collections of short movies, short mm-hmm. films.
0: Yeah. But iOrigins was, uh, we were actually one of like, Five audiences who got to see it before anyone else, like in the world, literally. Yeah. Um, because it was, it opened the next day in LA and New York. So we were the first of like five audiences to see it or something like that. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, the movie, <laughs> t- finally, it's, uh, it's about this scientist who, uh, I don't remember exactly what kind of scientist he is, but, uh, he's essentially studying the, some kind of biologist. He's studying, uh, the eye. Human eye, and how it evolved to to where it became, and he he kind of traces it back all the way to what we evolved from originally. Um, so it's it's kind of a high concept movie, but it takes you down like a really interesting path. Um, it 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 uh, it tackles a lot of the a lot of the big issues with um, science versus faith, and, and and you know can can you be both? Can he be faithful and scientific at the same time? Um, actually, the main character, uh, Michael Pitt was the, the, played the main character. He actually based his character off of uh, Richard Dawkins, which was pretty cool. Um, but man, I really love this movie. I, I, I was sort of blown away. Um, it's probably, I don't know if it'll be a top ten, but it'll be close
1: for me for this year, I think. Oh, uh, wow. remember seeing the trailers and and saying, "Oh yeah, this movie looks like it's for me." But as the trailer went on, I was like, "This movie looks kind of boring."
0: You know, it's not a fast paced movie by any stretch. Okay. Um, the director is Mike Cahill. Um, he he was kind of known for uh, his other movie was called Another Earth, came out a couple years ago. He wrote and directed it. Um, that's a cool movie. I I, I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, but those are the only two. He's done three movies. He has a, another one that's a documentary from several years ago, but he's only done two feature films. Um, and I, I, I really dig his style. Um, I, he, he's kind of like, he's kind of like, um, Spike Jones, but less mindfucky. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, which I think is a high compliment. Um, I think he has a great style. I, I really like what he does. I, I appreciate his writing more than anything. Um, I just think he has a really talent really has a talent for writing. Um, the movie was great. I loved the acting. Michael Pitt is always awesome. Um, uh, wow, I forgot her name. Uh, William Mapother, is in it, who is an actor. He was most famous for playing a a villainous character in Lost. Yeah. Um, Britt Marling is the actress who was in it. She's, uh, she's kind of blossoming right now. Um, she was in the movie The East, which she also wrote and directed. um, and all the characters were great. I thought they all had really good good chemistry with each other. Um, it's a really good movie. I, once it once it releases wide, I hope people go see it because man, it's it's a cool movie. Yep. So cool. So, it took forever for me to get there, but <laughs> that's what I saw. So uh, yeah, I liked it a lot.
1: Yeah. What do you got, Mike? It's all right. Well, you guys took your sweet time, so I got a couple. Sorry. Go right ahead. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, the first thing I'll talk about is I've been watching the Kevin Smith movies.
2: Oh, nice. Okay.
1: Yeah, I had never seen Chasing Amy. And so on vacation, I watched Chasing Amy and I loved it.
0: You never saw Chasing
1: Amy? You never seen no. Chasing Amy? Wow. I never saw Chasing Amy. Dude. Yeah. That's a great I, movie. It was a Gap movie. It was a Gap movie. Nice. Yeah, it was. So uh, I watched it, absolutely loved it. Um might be my favorite kevin smith movie and yes. so as i'm watching so i decided to watch some more to like i wanted to rewatch clerks i wanted to catch up on some of the other ones that uh have just kind of slipped through the cracks and so as i'm watching them i'm also reading matt your kevin smith retrospective reviews oh
2: nice which you can find at obsessiveviewer.com and also check the show notes
1: uh-huh <laughs> uh where you will find that matt is a is a strong kevin smith supporter and doesn't have a negative thing to say about any of the movies
2: that's right i I and i
1: only say that because uh to my point i i love you to death man i'm just teasing that's okay if you love kevin smith but i think you were incredibly generous to mall rats and clerks too
2: okay 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 well Mallrats holds a special place in my heart. That's okay. that was it, one of my I, first. Okay,
1: yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that. I, because I, I, I was, It must. I remember thinking <laughs> there, there must be something here Matt sees that, that I. It, it wasn't an awful movie. What, no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of. It's, it, it's kind of bad. It's not a good. It's not a good movie. It has. I want to love it so much because it's about comic books, which is one of my favorite topics. But it is. Uh, like a lot of people say, it's it's kind of like Clerks in the mall. It's not really, except that the characters are the same. <laughs> um, uh, Lee, what's his name? Jason Lee. Jason Lee's character, uh, is pretty much a rip off of Randall yep. from Clerks. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. And even more annoying. And by the end, you're not rooting for, for him to get back with his girl whatsoever. And that whole climax on the stage of that dating game is ridiculous. Yes, it
2: is. It I really is. And the I mean...
1: whole premise is so stupid. So, uh, I, you know, I I was like, read your review to start, and then I watched the movie. Halfway through, I read it again. And then when the movie was over, I read it for a third time, and I was like,
2: my what God. did I miss? <laughs> I, I don't remember what I said in my... This isn't really a defense, but to uh, I will say that I that was one of the first posts I made on the blog. Well, sure, so, and it was it's
1: the second Kevin Smith movie,
2: right? So I mean, that said, Clerks is fantastic. Oh, I love Clerks. Mm-hmm.
0: Why, uh, why don't you dig Clerks too? Do you have a specific
1: gripe about that?
2: I thought it was boring. Oh, Really? I, it, really?
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, it like tried to do the things the first movie did, um, but the the first movie was about a time. The first movie was about 1994 or whenever that came out, 92, uh, and, and it was just perfect. It was it was for the slacker generation, and I know that uh, this was like the continuation of that. That was like what happens in your 30s. I guess I really don't like Dante. I don't believe that he could always have these attractive women pining for him, and I know Randall makes that comment in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. But it, it, I will give it credit for not rehashing every single joke, but the jokes that they did have I, I thought were pretty silly. I don't particularly care for Rosario Dawson, and the the newcomer, the the kid who works with them, was one note and not funny at all. And I know I'm in the minority. I know a lot of people like Clerks too, but I did not like it. It's
0: my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Is it really? It's my favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think really? it's his, I don't think it's his best. Okay. Okay. I think it's but it is my favorite. You just Why?
2: love the Donkey Show.
0: Um, the comedy worked for me. The huh. uh, well, and I'll tell you what worked more than anything was the, fr- the whole friendship angle. Okay. Um, those guys, that was sweet. They love each yeah. other literally. Um, I don't know. I thought that was really great. It's just the comedy. The whole uh, the part where they rip on Lord of the Rings
1: was freaking yeah.
0: hysterical. You um, know, but- it was
1: so built up that I was unimpressed. <laughs> like everybody always says, "Oh, you're a Star Wars fan. Way do you see clerks too in the conversation they have?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that's true. They kind of walk, but that's not that accurate." I'm trying really hard to mm-hmm. be uh, a Lord of the Rings apologist. I, I, mm. <laughs> I guess it doesn't need any apologies. I'm trying to see. <laughs> the side of lord of the rings fans so like the whole time i was trying to be uh a little neutral about it and in his uh claims about the lord of the rings are are baseless and frankly silly
0: yeah huh. uh and also the apologies for using the phrase but it's in the movie the whole porch monkey joke is epic i don't yeah, care what that was pretty
1: funny yeah that was pretty funny yeah yeah i don't know true. i i guess i pulled a mat on that movie and i was a little too tired when i watched it <laughs> sure sure <laughs> but um, uh yeah. no i i mean it's i think it's far inferior to the first clerks i'm glad it's been kind of the mall rats i'm glad you really like chasing amy because i think that's
0: one of the it's one of my favorite rom-coms yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's chasing amy's fantastic yeah. I, I think joey lauren adams is her voice is a little grating but yeah i think that's um, kevin
0: smith's best movie
2: yeah, uh, from a technical. I,
1: perspective, I can give. I don't know. Uh, kind of to borrow from you, Tiny. I don't know that it's my favorite, but I think it's his best.
2: Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah, yeah. from from a screenwriting perspective, I think it's his best. Yeah, the best, script Although I'll tell
1: you, Red State's pretty damn good.
2: Yeah. 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 It's good.
1: I met a guy uh, a couple of weekends ago who I, you know, I, uh, I saw a kindred spirit in him, and I played the "What's your favorite movie?" game, and he told me Red State. Huh. Huh. I, I was just like, really nice. Oh, anyway, uh, yesterday I watched Life Itself, which is the Roger nice. Ebert documentary about his life and uh, death, and it was beautiful.
2: You know, I was just telling Tiny about it. It's it's leaving Keystone Art after Thursday. I'm gonna, I might try to see it on Thursday.
1: You gotta check it out if yeah. if you love movies. I, I've said before on the podcast that. Ebert's a personal hero of mine. I I did the write-up for it on the blog when he died a little over a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It meant a lot to me, especially growing up in Chicago. He was such a Chicago guy that, like, showing a lot of the places where he came from and kind of where he hung out and how loyal he was to Chicago. And just the way he talked about movies. I mean, I'm not uh, a movie review in any professional sense but he's definitely a, a, a professional hero of mine mm-hmm. and it was just cool to see it was it was well done um I, th- I think it paints a pretty beautiful story i love that they don't pull their punches uh roger ebert admittedly even was a bit of an asshole sometimes and, mm-hmm. and they definitely show that um and i i think it really made a hero out of his wife chaz so oh, nice. I, I highly recommend seeing that movie
0: cool
2: yeah i got kind of just I mean, like I wasn't a huge. I mean, I Ebert didn't mean to me what he meant to you, right? But just seeing the trailer for it was just really, really, like just it spoke to the movie fan in, in me. Sure. Um, yeah. It it's just seems like it really captured his passion.
1: Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> uh the. Go ahead, Tiny. Oh, I was just going to ask
0: you uh, since he's one, like he's kind of one of your heroes. I'm just curious, what, what, how did you feel about his opinion that he was so vocal about that uh, um, video games will never be considered art?
1: <laughs> you know, I remember reading that article. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna s- go here and, and make any comments on it. I haven't really thought about it all oh, that really. much since. Okay. Um, I'd have to read the article again. Let me get back to you on it. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was baseless. I,
0: it, it was, uh, I was really disappointed because I was a fan of his too, not, not to your extent again. Yeah. But, uh, I liked him too, especially. I just thought he was a great writer. Um, yeah, he
1: is fantastic so. and just yeah. prolific. The way he could bust out a review quickly.
0: Oh, he wrote, quickly. yeah, he wrote every single, there was like a thing where he said he writes something every single day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and, and he's even, um, gone back like he'll he'll write a uh, a review he wrote a review about the raid redemption where he kind of tore it to pieces and kind of had to uh rewrite it later on um to kind of explain itself and apologize so he he is aware of some of his shortcomings but i i know the article to which you refer i'd have to read it again okay um yeah the, so i don't know the
0: internet kind of exploded when he said that yeah <laughs> yeah
1: but but i'm also not a big video game nut so right right, right, right. well see The third thing I want to talk about, and this is a little quicker, third of four. I apologize. The third one is uh, I just want to say I don't know if I've said it before, but I'm so psyched about the 15 disc Halloween uh, Blu-ray collection with all the new features. Um, So it comes with the regular version, the theatrical version, and the and the TV version of Halloween 1978. Also comes with the TV version of Halloween Two, and also comes with the producer's cut. Of Halloween six, all of which, of course, I have on bootleg. Uh, but I'm just so thrilled to have those on Blu-ray. This will make the uh, seventh copy of Halloween that I own. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> yeah. And my wife is not thrilled about that. <laughs> Did you? Break? I have the I have the VHS a VHS copy of it. I have the regular DVD. I have the. Limited edition DVD with the TV version. I have the regular Blu-ray, and I have the updated 35th anniversary Blu-ray. And I owned a PSP version of it, a UMD disc, but I don't have that anymore.
2: Wow!
1: Jeez. Yeah. Did you already pre-order this? I oh yes, yeah, absolutely.
2: (laughs) So did I. When does it get released? Because I need to make sure that I know that I have money in my account. September.
1: I want to say it's either September 15th or September 23rd. I can't remember. Okay. Nice. The last thing I want to mention mm-hmm. uh, and again, I'll try to keep this brief, and I also want to keep it uh, as as spoiler free as possible because um, what it does as you watch the movie is really part of the draw. I watched the movie The Imposter. Oh yeah,, oh. which is a British documentary uh, that came out um, in two thousand twelve about a man who uh impersonated a sixteen year old a twenty two year old man who impersonated a sixteen year old missing person case. So a young boy went missing in America and uh he was found and I'm and I'm doing air quotes in Brazil uh three years later. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And it's this guy, um I, I won't say his name I won't say where he's from but he it's this guy the imposter who came to this family with, which is an incredibly interesting story to begin with like yeah. why you know why would this family believe that what happened and then uh about halfway through the movie the story takes yet another twist and it's just so nice. good um it, it, won, it won a couple of awards um it, it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen
2: Nice. nice. I've heard really, really good things about it. Yeah. Um, Mike, have you seen or, and Tiny? Have you, have you guys seen that documentary about the lady that faked being yeah. involved in or being mm. in nine eleven? The woman who wasn't there. Yeah. There you go. I
0: watched it recently. It's just amazing story. Yeah. Wow.
2: Huh. Yeah.
0: The imposters on Netflix Instant. Both of those yeah. movies yep. are on
2: Netflix Instant. Yep. Sounds like we should get them together. <laughs> I'm so tired, you guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, signing off.
2: <laughs> yes, let's sign this sucker off. Um, anything to do before I sign off? Off. Quick update, Dave, Uh-oh. my
0: day versus movie count. Today's Today is the 210th day of the year. I have watched 210 movies.
2: Impressive. Yeah, nice. I am even <sighs> now.
0: I've watched 43 so far in July.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. Jesus. I
0: know. Jesus. I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch 365 movies in 365 days
1: what how do you good lord i can't even fathom it's Are, do you do do you like bulk up on days off do you do like five movies on a day off
0: yeah and netflix makes it easy because i can leave a movie and come back exactly where i left off right okay watching, watching pieces right watching the pieces on my phone <laughs> i mean it's right that's how i'm doing it yeah
1: right. oh my gosh yeah
2: ladies he is single i am um <laughs>
0: So yeah. That's just impressive. Just wanna, just wanna That's very impressive.
2: Yeah. Nice. Um, all right. Well, I guess that about does it. Thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer podcast. I do not have my sign off sheet, so I'm just going to freeball it here. Uh, thank you to Star Tissue for providing our awesome opening theme music. You can find more of their music at soundcloud.com slash star tissue. Also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer and follow us on Twitter at I am Mike White for Mike at Obsessive Tiny for Tiny and at Obsessive Viewer for me, Matt. Uh, you can also email us each individually uh, at Matt or Tiny or Mike at ObsessiveViewer.com. Um, that's not all one big email address. It's three separate I think they ones. knew that. I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as always, you can ra- rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. Um, It gets us out there and gets us feeling like we should do more of these things with our mouths. Um, God, it,
0: stuff. I'm, just, I'm sitting across from him right now and like his eyes. Oh my gosh.
2: And I have to work for eight hours tonight. Yep, you yeah. do. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just, I'm going to fall asleep and like drool is just going to just, it's going to be like a faucet. Continue. Um, anyway, so... Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It's a really great um, thing to do for us because it makes us happy. Um, also tell all of the, uh, all your friends and everything about us. And check out Obsessive Book Nerd uh, at obsessivebooknerd.com where we're rate, ra- reviewing books and commenta- providing commentary on the ever-evolving world of reading. Also check out The Secular Perspective at thesecularperspective.com. It's a tiny side project where we talk about secularism and, and religion and how they interact and intertwine in our society. Um, yeah, and yeah, screw it. I think that's all I got. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Not your worst, not my worst. I have a ten. I, I still have a ten-minute sound file of me screwing up an intro. Um, so yeah,
1: yeah ay Yes, good times. Good times. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. For
2: listening, guys. Thanks. So, guys, this is a potpourri episode. It's an extended potpourri, um, and we're oh. Oh, it's Raymond. And we're, uh, with, uh, a famous chihuahua. Um. Huh? Did you know about that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is a potpourri episode. <laughs> you can <gonna> explain that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll throw that as a tag, actually. Uh, my brother has adopted a two-legged, my brother and his girlfriend have adopted a two-legged, uh, 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 Chihu- uh, uh teacup chihuahua? Teacup chihuahua. Yeah. Named Turbo Roo, Uh, and it got picked up by the news. Like, the local news, and then it went national news, and I think international news. It's like, mm-hmm. they made a Facebook page, and it's got like, like, ugh, like, <laughs> six or seven thousand likes. Yes. By the way, thanks to our 400 likes on Facebook, guys. <laughs> um, no. His
1: dog has likes, thousands of likes.
2: Yep. They have a Facebook page for it, because it's a little two-legged dog that, missing its two front legs, and my brother's girlfriend, like, made this contraption where it, like, kind of a, kind of a wheelie thingy. Which no, is the technical, technical term. term? Yeah, <laughs> um, and this is my first e- time. Seeing enough
1: him. already! With the adoptions, he's I a know.
2: rescue. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh. I mean, yeah. The only thing worse is when they adopt people. Ugh. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs>